What's up, everybody? Just want to tell you real quick, real quick, and then we'll get to this awesome show with our good friend Charlie Robinson. Just real quick, how you can come support the show. Uh, let's do Truth TRS. Truth TRS, you guys. So Truth TRS, they're, they're friends of the show. They sponsor the show. Um, heavy metal detox spray. You know, it's tasteless, odorless spray. You spray in your mouth. Five sprays a day, and and literally within like a few couple weeks, like yeah. a month, like some people have effects within a couple of days. Like for me, it was like after a few weeks, and then going on like you know several months, like the brain fog is cleared up. I'm just like sharp and on point, man. And like so many other people have had so many. I was just reading like a testimonial about someone who yeah. like had some major parasites yeah. pass out of their system. Yep. So it does it does help so. with the parasitic stuff too. So it's kind of like you know multifunctional parasitic. Uh, thing kind of like what? It's not horse pace. I guarantee you that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got it, Sanjay Gupta might not uh yeah, recommend Gupta, this, but yeah, Sanjay Gupta would probably not be a big fan of Truth TRS. But anyway, because it because it really works and it really yeah, helps. You, you know go. what I mean? And it doesn't kill you and doesn't cause brain damage. Doesn't make you a lifelong. Uh, a slave to the pharmaceutical industries. In fact, it's the complete opposite. So Sanjay Gupta does not approve of TRS, which means you will definitely love it. So you go to truthtrs.com to learn more about that. And then also, if you follow them on Instagram, at truthtrs, they're posting testimonials all the time, um, awesome memes. So please definitely give them a follow. Tell them Truthzilla sent you. And uh, they're just, yeah, just great, great product. Can't talk about it highly enough. Like, it's just, it's, it's amazing stuff. So truthtrs.com. All right. Also, we want to talk about our good friend, Cody. Cody. All right. At Cody's Crystals, C-O-D-Y-S, at C-O-D-Y-S underscore crystals on Instagram. He's got a little shop where he sells gems and crystals and all kinds of good stuff. And uh, does it's probably not a better streams. time of the year to buy some crystals in Halloween. Yeah. Some of the shit he's got oh, yeah, 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 I've yeah. seen for Halloween is Dude. impressive. Okay. Go so. get that. Go get that. Like we all need to get a, raise our energy levels and get in tune with the vibrations of the universe. And you can do that with a nice set of crystals from Cody's Crystals and all that yeah. good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, also, we got to talk to you about Modern Retro Radio. Yes. Our good friend Adi is over at modernretroradio.com, modernretrofm.com. They do uh, cla- they do modern songs by classic artists. So if there's like, you know, and, and then he's got a whole mixture of other songs too. I got to talk to him about this. Uh, there's this new Guns N' Roses song oh, that's this, this awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's heard about it. School or something like that. I've something. Something, but anyway, you guys, he's got he's on he's on TuneIn. I know that, and then also just modernretroradio.com, and you can listen to it streaming if you're like at work or just driving around. It's just like a really awesome radio station. And then Audis is just like awesome friend of the show, and he's yeah, been helping definitely. us out. So, dude, go go give him some love, give him some support. Modernretroradio.com. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else. Yeah. Well, also, you know, you can also come and do some value for value yep, uh, yep. at the truesilla.org slash donate. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different links and options there. You know what I mean? Like if you just get if, if you, yeah, if you, yeah. So, but also uh, truesilla.org <clears throat> forward slash shirts, shirts. for, uh, you know, some of the best shirts in the business. Yep, right. Yeah. We've been told they're like the best, best in the business. So. And it's certainly it's hoodie season. So yep. get one of our wonderfully comfortable hoodies. Yep. And these are all great ways to support the show, you guys. Yeah, you know, totally. another great great way is just to go to rockfin and subscribe on rockfin or subscribe on patreon to get the clown town update you guys saw the preview of the clown town update that we posted um if you want to get more of that we have it on our truezilla premium page but i also understand dude like i think like a lot of our audience like is is just hurting right now and if you can't you can't support the show that's awesome that's great i, I you know no big deal but uh you know maybe go tell a friend about the show tell a friend about it. but what it is i think it's like legitimately like like we we've had some like donations stuff like that like consistently and all of a sudden october is just like zero dude and i'm like oh fuck everyone's hurting everyone's losing their jobs everyone's got family that's losing their jobs dude it's just such a fucking tragic thing dude it breaks yeah, you my can heart always so. just what would be really helpful is just to like share and subscribe yeah, like, share, and subscribe. Go, that's know, it um, give us those five star <laughs> reviews um right 
write a little something. We love to hear your words. Yes, and, yes, uh, yeah. Love to hear yeah, those. Like, yeah. so give us a review on iTunes. Let us yeah. know, like, what, what you got, what's going on with you guys. Like, let us know. You know, follow us on social media, dude. If you hit us up on like Instagram, Truzilla, like, like, I'll, I'll write. I'm like, I'm there. Totally. Also on uh, Telegram, t.me forward slash Truthzilla pod. I'm in the freaking Telegram all day long talking to those folks, dude. Like, like we're always, I'm dropping like little voice messages and like I'm very, like we're, we're interactive Accessible. in the Telegram. Yeah, super, yeah. like in the Telegram chat. If you want to reach out, if you got intel, all that stuff, dude, just just jump in the Telegram. Like I'm there all day long. So, <clears throat> all right. I think, yeah. Listen to this wonderful episode. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Truthzilla. I'm Ed, sitting here with my co-host Scott, and Hello. we have the wonderful Charlie Robinson today. Oh Hello. my gosh. What's up, Charlie? Welcome back, man. Thanks for having me back. I always uh, appreciate our, our talks because we're able to get get into the, the weirdness of it all, and I love that. Oh, and there's plenty of weirdness to be talked about, man. Uh, like where every day. <laughs> yep, where do we start? And so you are just on a roll. I got to say, you know, that's uh, the second book in a year now. Like, like, uh, just man, I got to tell you, I actually finished the book today. I finished the book today and I'm just blown away. It's, it's <laughs> such a, it's, it's just such a masterpiece. I learned so much. First of all, I learned a lot stuff that I like, I was taking notes the whole time. Like, holy shit, I got to look into this. I got to look into this. <laughs> and, and not only that, but it's just typical Charlie sarcasm, you know, everything. It's just like, I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. And not to mention, it's just scathing. It's just a scathing, <laughs> blistering attack on the hypocrisy, on the craziness, on the insanity. And nobody escapes. Like if you're a Trump fan, I'm sorry, oh. you're going to get your feelings hurt. If you're religious, you're going to get your feelings hurt. It's just, but it's so, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's real. It's real. It's raw. And, and, and with 480 citations, you can't, you can't dispute it. I mean, it's just, there it is. So Charlie, man, awesome <laughs> well first of all thank you i really yeah. do appreciate that that means a lot coming from anybody but especially from you guys you guys are so supportive of everybody's work i i it uh, thank you for, mm -hmm. for that um it's, it's funny you say that about the trump thing because i went on a um <laughs> uh, i went on a, a podcast that was mostly like trump is coming back they're mm. figuring out the elections yeah. you know the patriots are going to rise up it's that kind of crowd mm -hmm. yep. uh which is fine i'll talk i'll talk to anybody right i want to yep. wake up people to what's going on and a lot of them bought the book i could tell because um they i gave them the option to buy it online through my website through paypal so i would they would pay paypal me and then i would email them digital copies of the book well one guy apparently got to the trump part <laughs> and i woke up one morning with an email from this guy that he called me every name in the book oh i wow. bet you voted for biden too how's wow. that working out for you <laughs> i mean i you want to talk about triggered Whoa. this guy got so triggered and it's like listen if you listen dummy if you mm -hmm. actually read the book you would see that i took a pitchfork to joe biden yeah and, yeah. You know, I mean, who rightfully deserved it and Obama and Hillary Clinton and all those maniacs, just because I did it to your guy too, doesn't make me a bad guy. It just makes me more objective than you. So if you're 100%. sitting around waiting, you know, and I did reply back to him saying, how's, how's sitting around waiting and trusting the plan working out for you? <laughs> oh, God. So, you've been had by these people. Yep. So like they all deserve it. If, mm -hmm. It's like, if you're, if you're like, those guys are terrible, but my team is great. No, your team is awful too. 
you just like them more than the other team. And, and it's weird, like actually getting the email from that guy was actually a nice reminder, mm-hmm. a nice reminder that like when, when we have our conversations or when, you know, when we're all on union of the unwanted doing all this, yeah. it, it's like like-minded people that all kind of, we don't have to start from square one. We understand that the two party illusion delusion is, is uh, you know, is, is theater. And so it's nice every now and then to get a reminder that not everybody understands that yet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you go and, and, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to read about you guys <clears throat> making fun of Biden. And then it's like, that was awesome. And then it's like, here's the part on Trump. And it's like, what? How dare you? There's a yeah. part on Trump. Yeah, there's a part on Trump. There's a part on all these people. You know why? Because they're not good people. Mm-hmm. They're just playing this role and pretending to be, and they're telling you what you want to hear and trust the plan and all this. It's all garbage. Mm-hmm. These are not people to, to be trusted, right? You, you should be trusting. No, no plan that comes from these people should you be trusting under any circumstances. Was Trump a better choice than Hillary Clinton? Absolutely. But a pile of horse shit is better choice than <laughs> Hillary Clinton. So this is not exactly a, a ringing yeah. endorsement for the man. Yeah. But <clears throat> I, it, it's just like, yeah, look, am I going to piss some people off because I went kind of hard against organized religion? Sure. But you can't write a book about hypocrites and not mention organized religion yeah, totally. or else you yeah. yourself would be a hypocrite. So I, I have no choice but yeah. to mention this. And, and to be fair, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, I say whatever improves your life without yes. harming other people is none of my business. And if it makes your life better, great. I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying anything. But I, I have to talk about the pedophile priests. Okay? Mm-hmm. I have to talk about the preachers that say, I need, I need a Gulfstream, uh, yep. <laughs> a G6, to spread the word of the Lord more efficiently. And they say that to, the, mm-hmm. to their flock with a straight face. And then they get the jet. I have to talk about that. You yeah. know, I would be remiss in my duties of, of exposing these hypocrites if I didn't talk about it. And if, and if, if somebody's a little too close to their religion, that they see that as blasphemous or somehow an insult to them, them, well, well, look, are you these people? Probably you're not those people. You just are interested in the same religion as those people. That's fine. I'm not saying don't be interested in your religion. I'm just saying that if you allow those people to lead you, they will lead you around in a gigantic circle, meanwhile, draining all the money in your bank account. Because it's not about, you think Jerry Faldwell or Jim Baker or Jimmy Swaggart has a special direct phone line to the Lord? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you believe that, then you deserve to give all your money to these people and lose it and then act surprised. I mean, honestly, like you can be religious, you can be spiritual and not be fooled by these bad actors out there. So, so yeah, there, there's some, um, there's probably some blasphemy in there, I'm sure. But, uh, but, but what fun would it be if there wasn't? Exactly. It's, it's so on point. And, and I got to tell you, it was very enjoyable, man. Uh, no, I, you know, I recently had an experience that kind of just uh, like the guy who wrote you uh, about the, the Trump thing in your book, like, I was at the gym the other day, and uh, I brought up, you know, the, the Facebook whistleblower, 
And I'm like, I, like, can you see, like, and this guy, I, I feel like because of what we've gone through, we've kind of made some alliances that are almost more on the right side a bit, you know? So, and this guy's a little bit more on the right, but I really like this guy. He's a really nice guy. And I'm like, like, can you believe this shit? You know, like the, this facial whistleblower, she's, she's whistleblowing to bring more censorship, yeah, right? Just like, clear, not our friend, Ryan Hartwig, the, the actual no, Facebook no, no. whistleblower. Yes, this, the this new, recent the new, one. Yeah, and, and he's like, and he was just like, yeah, but like what she said was really bad. And I'm like, oh, you listen to the mainstream media. Like in my head, I'm just like, oh, like in, in our circles, we kind of like, you know, it's we look at from the, the the perspective of the dialectic. Right. You know, like like what are they trying to accomplish here? You know, and then tracing back and seeing what what what's happening. And this lady looks like a, a spook, you know, like what what's right. really happening here? You know, but uh, it was just interesting, like, you know, because I get caught in that. I'm just like, I think people should understand when I say these things, but not everybody does. A lot of people still listen to the mainstream media. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous too. Yeah. And of course, you know, you, you guys know me, they're my favorite target. Mm -hmm. they, they, <laughs> they deserve it the best and the most. And, and, and I think it's, it's funny in the wake of what we've seen just in the last couple of days with Joe Rogan having Sanjay Gupta on and asking him directly, like your network lies, you don't have a problem mm -hmm. with yeah. that, you know? And, and him trying to like go, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like, no, no, Joe Rogan was great. He was like, no, no, yep. they lie. That's what they do. It's standard operating procedure. You know that you work there. You condone that. He had to go, well, I mean, they probably shouldn't have said that. And then it, then he immediately goes on <clears throat> with Don Lemon and says, oh yeah, I, no, they're, they're, we were right for criticizing them for all. It's, it's, oh, wow. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. I listened, I listened to the whole episode of the Rogan earlier today and like, man, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's worth listening to. And it's just like, God, this guy's just a little snake. And at the very end, he's like, he goes, uh, my whole goal here coming today was to try to convince you to get vaccinated. It's like, oh, and I mean, it did give us me a little bit more faith in, in Rogan too. Like, cause I've kind of wondered about yeah. him a bit, but like, he really held his feet to the fire. Right. Like he really did. And, and the, the one piece that, that came out is he, he never had the vaccine. Right. Yeah, and I like, guess that was, kind like of that was a key piece of yeah. like this whole thing about what they were attacking him with the ivermectin and things like, you know, if they would have, uh, you know, if he would have been vaccinated, that would have changed the whole story. Mm -hmm. Right. So they just admitted that piece. They admitted that piece from the whole story of attacking the horse dewormer. Yeah. So. And he, he played dumb on a lot of things. Like he pretended like he didn't really know anything about the myocarditis, like the, 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 you know, how young males specifically Please. have an increased, had an increased uh, likelihood, even though like Ryan Christian last morning, Vagabond has just been blasting that, like pulling up the CDC website. Look here, right here, right here. Yeah. And yeah. he was just playing dumb on that. It's just like, you can't not know, or maybe you do, maybe you're that much in an echo chamber. Maybe you literally are that much in an echo chamber that you don't know, but I find that hard to believe. Yeah, not someone at his Yeah, position, there, you're, right? You are in the like, business. He's, of he's just, yeah, he's just a liar. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. just part of, how he yeah. does things. Yeah, the, he's paid to not know mm -hmm. what's going on. Like mm -hmm. the minute information comes a, a, across his desk that's going to potentially change his mind into a thinking away. I'm talking about Sanjay Gupta. Yeah, yeah of course. Not, not Joe. Um, it, you know, if, if something, he, he's not going to entertain it because to entertain it and to have a different opinion means something different. It's what, like what Noam Chomsky said when he was he was talking to this reporter and this reporter was trying to be shitty with him about something he's going you're you're saying to me that i don't believe this and i don't believe that and everything and is that what you're saying and noam chomsky said no what i'm saying is if you believe something different you wouldn't be sitting there mm -hmm. and that is kind of the same with sanjay gupta yeah I, if, I, <clears throat> you don't have to convince sanjay gupta to get on on the vax train if he believed something different he wouldn't be employed by cnn so these are people that don't have a problem lying to you 
he doesn't have a philosophical or, you know, spiritual dilemma every time he lies. He goes on there and says what he's paid to say. These are paid spokespeople. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. They read the script. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, big fucking deal. Nobody cares that the, the, the doctor part there, if you go on CNN, it gets crossed out because you're automatically disqualified if you're going on CNN and pretending that you're giving real information. When everybody with a brain that's, that's even taken a minute or two just to objectively look at CNN can see it for what it is, which is an outright propaganda organization. Yeah. So, so, so a guy like Sanjay Gupta it's not so much that they have to convince him to lie. It's that if he would, if he behaved any other way, he wouldn't have ever been employed there. So he's the, exactly the type of guy that they want a reliable source, right? He's a, mm -hmm. he's a, he's an Indian doctor who speaks so well and is very relatable. He's very good looking too. And, and you can, you can just feel like you're getting the straight answer from him. And you know what? Maybe you are on some things, but the problem is he's on CNN. So you get automatically disqualified for anything you say when you go on CNN because the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, is a pathological liar that has been caught on, on the Project Veritas uh, undercover reports talking about what they're doing and how they're crafting narratives and what their agendas are and that they're, eh, we're moving away from Biden and we're going to pivot more towards climate change and everything. Why? Because it's a big deal or because it's the new narrative. So these people are not to be trusted. Sanjay Gupta comes on. I mean, I'll tell you what, man, if, if, if I had somehow been able to lure Sanjay Gupta on my show, it wouldn't have ended as nicely as it did with Joe. I would have I would have never been able to, to play dumb. I would have never been able to keep it together like that. I would have just come unglued on that guy trying to pass off, you know, <clears throat> trying to pretend like he has no idea what's going on at CNN. Dude, you've been there for like a decade. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. going on. Mm -hmm. You also know that your ratings are in the toilet and you probably know the reason why that's happening too. Cause nobody listens to you and nobody likes you and nobody trusts you anymore. And they have nobody to blame for that, but themselves. Yeah, well, I really want to see that episode if you ever get him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tweeted at him. I said, Sanjay, come on our show. We got we, we might be able to teach you a thing or two as well. So you, know, yeah, you get the bullhorn out. Uh, if he comes exactly. on your show, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I'll be seeing that bullhorn come up. Oh, quick. yeah. <laughs> Sanjay. Yeah, no, man. Like, uh, but I mean, maybe that's I haven't really seen. I mean, I'm, try, I'm trying to think like, well, has there been any other situation where somebody like from that side has actually sat down to have dialogue with somebody. And actually, I mean, there was that one thing with Fauci and the, the comedian from Mexico, right? right. There was that, there was that one that, that kind of went well sideways too. Yeah. That, you know, and so like anytime they, they get into a situation where they're being confronted by people who actually have legitimate questions and it's not like a controlled situation, they get blasted. And, 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 you know, it's just like, there's no way their narrative crumbles the second you start scrutinizing it, like from to the yeah. smallest degree. You know, and, and it's just it's just insane that people don't see this. The people that, that are just they're just willfully asleep right yeah. now if, they, if, if they're still buying into it, you know, and, and there's always the Fauci Rand Paul like, well, yes, theater that, that plays too. Out, but, but yeah. you know, like what Charlie, what you were saying a minute ago, like I, I love that quote by uh, uh, Noam Chomsky. And I, and I think you could apply that to other to all these areas, too. Like, like if you're a politician. Like the only reason why you're there is because you're willing to play ball. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't, I mean, even the Rand Paul's man, I just, I just, I'm not, ah, man, I'm so Listen, black after this. <laughs> and, and Anthony Fauci get yeah. their paychecks from the same person. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. hundred percent, hundred percent. 
uh, uh, just like the, and then another thing too, that we've been talking about, like a big red pill for people, like, you know, like just, we, we, we do this other show and, uh, it's, it's like a once a week, we call it the clown town update. It's on a Rockfin premium where we just go through the news of the week and just go through the tabs on the screen, all the clownish news of the week. Right. And then one of the things that we've been seeing pop up is that on a CNN, like CNN has, you know, they've been reporting on this a lot. They always go to Scott Gottlieb. You know, Dr. Yeah. Scott, I don't even know if he's a doctor or not, but anyway, Scott Gottlieb, but they always address him as former FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, right? Yes. Former FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, but they fail to mention every time that he is the current on the board, currently on the board of Pfizer. Like, oh my God. Right. Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. insane. I mean, the, the idea of the regulatory <laughs> capture, right? Um, I think that's another, that's it's something that yeah. you talk about in the book as well. The idea of this, the revolving door, the revolving door from from the regulatory agency back into government or government into agency back into the uh, back into the company. Right. Whether it's kickbacks from having created policy while in the government or, you know, vice versa. Right. And you see that in Monsanto. You see that with Big Pharma. Can you tell, talk a little bit about that for us. So you've got you've got two types. You've got the regulatory capture like that, where you've got like a revolving door between the FDA or the, the CDC and big pharma, right? That, that whole Scott Gottlieb um, situation, he, he leaves the head of the FDA and goes and becomes on, gets on the board of directors of Pfizer, you know, because he's got connections, right? I mean, I understand why, I, I understand why this is all happening. I'm not, I'm not sure. naive to, to, to why it's happening. I'm just frustrated that it's happening mm-hmm. because you know that um, you, you get the same thing with, um, Oh God, what's her name? She did the same thing for Merck and CDC. Julie Gerberding mm. uh, left the CDC and uh, became the head of Merck's vaccine division. At, but right before she took that job, Pat made sure that they passed some some changes that were beneficial to for the vaccine industry. I mean, you know, so it, and not to mention the fact that like the CDC itself owns patents on vaccines. So there's yep. there's just a to- the whole thing is a conflict of interest. But then you've got this other different version of that which is the which is not illegal or actually the the other way isn't illegal either but you've got the the government to big business pipeline Mm -hmm. and specifically government to wall street and also government to facebook and and i make a list in the in the book of all the facebook executives same with Mm -hmm. monsanto same monsanto in the united states government back and forth i mean most people don't know that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was the head lawyer for Monsanto for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I, that was and one he, of the things I learned too. I had no yeah, idea. Did every, not know that. Every single ruling he's been involved in in the Supreme Court that's had to do with Monsanto, he has voted in Monsanto's mm-hmm. favor as a surprise mm-hmm. to absolutely nobody. But um, so we've got we've got these conflicts of interest, and you understand why it happens, and you know that it's like there's probably not a whole lot you can do. Maybe you could put some sort of like buffer period in there, but even then like the libertarian anarchist to me just cringes at thinking about adding more government to this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that that's the answer, but you, you, I, I think maybe the, the whole incentivization program is wrong because in, you, in government, there's only so much money you can make, but you know that Monsanto or Merck or Facebook will throw a ton of money at you and stock for a job playing golf, uh, client mm-hmm. relations with clients, as long as you just vote their way in some legislation that, that you have power over. And if you do that, and if you show them that you are willing to help them out, 
they don't have to have an agreement with you. It's wink, wink. It's understood. Yeah. It's yeah. you're going to be a consultant making $650,000 a year playing golf three times a week. You know, I mean, that's what you're going to be doing. So that those that that's out there. And so it, it, as long as that's out there, you're going to have big business uh, benefiting from legislation from, from the government. And that, and, you know, but the, but while those people are in government, they're going to say, they're going to do the exact opposite. And then they're going to, they're going to do what their corporate buddies want. And by the way, let's also just take into consideration the fact that there's just citizens united that, that allows corporations to donate unlimited money to campaign finance and considers them, to be people too, that they should have a say. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's insanity, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. And so, so you've already got this weird corporatism thing going on. And now you've got the, the legality of, of big business or any business really being able to buy politicians and donate as much money as they want. And it's like, and then we act surprised that things are as broken <laughs> as they are. Like, how could they not be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was, that was in my notes here, like something that really stood out to me in the book, too, was the discussion around the, the difference between corporatism and capitalism, you know, like, you know, capitalism, like it's got its merits. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like, just, uh, but, 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 but we have found ourselves in this idea, uh, or found ourselves in a world of corporatism. You maybe yeah. to show it, break down like the difference between what we would call corporatism and, cap and standard classic capitalism, or what we may perceive to be the capitalist society that we live in and how false that is. Yeah, well, I, I, I for the first comparison is when people say what we're experiencing is fascism and mm -hmm. fascism. And I try to differentiate between those two first because fascism, and, and though I don't necessarily disagree with if someone said we're living through a fascist takeover, I don't disagree, but I think there's a better term for it. And there, so fascism is a blending of the state with big business for the benefit of the state. Corporatism is blending the state and big business for the benefit of big business. Yeah. And I think that where we are right now, depending on what industry you're talking about, we're living in sort of more corporatism mm -hmm. than, than, than fascism. Though, like I said, it's, 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 it's just a matter of degrees. It's not, it's, I mean, it's definitely benefit. I'm not trying to say it's not benefiting the government. It most definitely is benefiting the government. I just think it's corporatism because it's benefiting the corporations a little bit more than it's benefiting the government, but mm -hmm. they're, they're in this together. It's a mutually parasitic relationship. They work very well. They, they complement each other. They need each other. If they work well, if they work together, they're unstoppable. So that's kind of the, the thinking, but the problem is they don't always work very well together. So mm -hmm. we are supposed to be living in a capitalist society, which we don't because you've got things that, you know, in the controlled demolition book, I, I, I talk about the invisible hand of Adam Smith, his, his concept of the invisible hand of, uh, of marketplaces will, will even out when buyers and sellers find equilibrium with price sure. discovery and things yeah. like that. Uh, and that I said that, that what we have gives the invisible middle finger to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so because we have no price discovery when you have rigged marketplaces. Yeah. So like Comex, Forex, LIBOR, all, uh, all of these marketplaces, the big banks have been found guilty of rigging them. Guilty in court, found guilty, paid huge fines for this, but have most definitely been doing it and been doing it for a long, long time. So, so we can't say that we have 
capitalism when you don't have price discovery, when you can't figure out what that what an ounce of silver is actually worth because the price of it's being manipulated through paper contract shorts that the banks are printing out with the help of the Fed to artificially suppress, suppress these prices. So like until we get some rules or regulations, some actual regulations, some actual like oversight, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to be experiencing, you know, people are saying capitalism is the best. How would you know? We're, I mean, not in America. We haven't been living under that for a long, long time. So it could be better. You know, there's things that we, we could definitely fix right away that would, that would make the whole system work a, a whole lot better, easier. And that would be getting rid of the Federal Reserve Bank just Absolutely. shutting the doors and putting all those people in prison. That would instantly make things better. Yeah. But, um, but, but then you've got to have the discussion about banking and that's so boring and nobody wants to talk about it. And, you know, and, and can't we just talk about terrorists and everything, you know? And, and so then you, yeah. it just becomes, there's no appetite for that. Also probably because the banks run everything. So, so we're, we're in this weird e economy <clears throat> that is now being like, flooded with money, with fake money from the Federal Reserve Bank that we just talked about, that that all of the dollars that are in existence right now, 40% of them were created last year. Yeah. That's dangerous. And so you've got that mentality of like, and then you've got these lunatics in Washington, DC talking about a $3.5 trillion spending bill. Like, oh, we're just going to do this. Like, a trillion here, a trillion there, pretty soon you're talking about some real money, right? Mm -hmm. it, the, these people are out of their minds, but this is what you do when the system is imploding. Yeah. You just, you just <laughs> print as much money as you can, buy as much tangible, uh, as many tangible assets as you can, art, uh, real estate, uh, gold, silver, get as much as you can because this whole system's coming down. Obviously, Berwick and I wrote, wrote about that in the book that came out last year. Yeah. But but the I, I think that the longer we go through this, through this COVID thing and all, all the re regulations, I think the the more obvious that outcome becomes to people, people that might've said, well, I don't know if it's actually going to collapse. Now they're <laughs> like, mm, I think yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of time, right? So, so we're doing some really insane things, some unsustainable things like printing money out of thin air, like mandating forced inoculations of people to as a condition of employment and then acting surprised when we have massive unemployment and then <laughs> spikes in inflation. Mm -hmm. Everything is going wrong right now. But I would suggest it's all by design, you know, exactly. because, 100%. because like, 100%. like we've talked about in the past, you gotta, <laughs> you can't build it back better until you destroy it first. Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. So everyone's like, totally. I can't believe everything's falling apart. It's like, really? You can't believe it? It, it, we've been screaming. It's all coming down, man. It's all coming down <laughs> by design. Not because I want it to come down. Mm. I most definitely don't. I think there's changes that can be made. I think there's a lot of changes that we, we have to get honest about. I don't want it to all come down, but it doesn't matter what I want. It's coming down and it's going to start with the financial system and it's going to happen because of this supply chain and it's going to be the cause of it is going to be from the fucking Biden administration. <laughs> they are arsonists. They're economic yeah. arsonists in there and we've allowed them to to, uh, to 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 try to dictate our lives, and it is simultaneously. I wonder if you guys feel the same way. It's simultaneously terrifying and fascinating to yeah, watch yeah. this thing un, uh, uh, like play out over the last couple of months.
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I feel totally. like the more we were just talking about this, like the more they push and the more demoralizing it gets, like there, it seems like on the other hand, all this other stuff is building and growing and expanding, at least in our little world, like we're doing all these cool things too. It's like, it's like, okay, the harder they push, the more people wake up, you know, yeah. the more, the more diabolical it gets, the more people are getting into action, you know? And so it's just like, there's like this duplicitous thing that's happening just this whole time, like this last year, the, the more, like there's been times where I felt very black pilled, very hopeless, but at the same time, I've never thrived more in my life. And I just lost my job a month ago and I'm yeah. doing better mm-hmm. than I ever have, like spiritually, emotionally, like being more in tune with what I want to do, where I want to go. What am I here for? What is going on? You know? And it's just like, doors are opening, doors are closing. Things are, I mean, it's just amazing. It's fascinating to be a part of. And the new then, doors wouldn't have opened if some of those old yeah, doors wouldn't have yeah, closed, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. And th- this is the result of you doing what is consistent with your soul. Yeah, yeah this exactly. is this is what Walking happens when you when you get off track. And I hate I don't mean to sound all airy fairy about this, but like no. when you diverge from what is like, say, a core principle and you compromise yourself or by yes. and it doesn't have to necessarily I'm not even talking about anything nefarious. I mean, you compromise yourself by going to a job and sitting in a cubicle and you know sure. that that's killing your soul. Yeah. When you get more in line with what is right for you and it's every and it's not right for everybody necessarily but what's right for you and you feel that and you know it and you do not you do the right thing for you even if it costs you something i think that what most people will discover to their amazement and and appreciation is that the universe just makes doors open yes. for you mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. it just does it because if you are doing that which is right for your soul, you are putting out a vibe that attracts more things that are right for your soul. And so it's, it's, it's kind of that, that woo woo law of attraction stuff, higher vibration. You put yourself in a position for good things to happen to you by getting out of the thing that is sucking your soul. Nobody wants to hang out with you if you're in a place where, and I've had this job by the way too. So nobody wants to hang out with you when you've got that soul sucking job. But when you get out of that and you start doing something that you like, something that you're good at, even if it's like in the absence of making a whole lot of money, but you just love what you're doing, it just opens doors for you. There's just, it's, it's just, it's kind of hard to explain. You have to have done enough psychedelics, I think. I can relate to that. There's yes. a, there's a, there's a whole world going on around us that we don't, we can't see and we don't have, you know, we're sort of blind to it, but we, we've got to be, um, we've got to be honest that, that it, that it's there and that it's important. And I think a lot of people out there, you know, I think when uh, you guys have done a lot of great work with the vaccine mandates and, and, and things like that, I think that these people that are pushing for the vaccine, I think not all of them. I think that some of these people that are pushing for the vaccines have major regrets about yes. doing it themselves yes. and just want more people to be in their group so that yeah. they're not mm-hmm. the only, the only person with regrets, uh, the only, but you know, and, and, and if that's where you're coming from as a mentality, Ooh, that's a dark place, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's the crab bucket. Uh, yep, yep, exactly. Metaphor, well, it's almost right? like, you know, I'm, I've been going back to the analogy a lot that like, you know, you look back at like slavery and everybody says that they would have been against slavery and mm-hmm. they, but like history tells us, you know, most people wouldn't. Right. And it's right. like, but like, 
if you are have slaves and doing it, you kind of want everybody else to have slaves so you can feel okay about yourself, right? Wow, so it's, now, it's, you now, you you enough. offload that guilt. Yes. Spread it out over a much larger audience instead of it all being on you. Exactly. If you feel that guilt, if you've even analyzed that, and I'm not trying to say that everybody, I mean, there's some people that are like, no, I like the science. The science is good for me. And this is why I'm taking it and fuck you. And it's none of that. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people out there that are like stuck in limbo now, like they've done it and they can't undo it. And so the shitty part of them is like, well, then I'll just drag more people down with me instead of mm -hmm. saying, uh, should maybe be an advocate. Most of them were coerced. This. Most people were coerced. And most people that I know that I talked to who got the shot did not do it because they believed in the shot. They did it because they wanted to travel. They didn't want to lose their job. You know, they wanted their life to be a little bit easier. And what was that? Right? Mean, what was that mean? We saw like, like they would, they got the shot in order to travel, but now they can't travel because all the pilots are protesting because they <laughs> yeah, have to take the shot. <laughs> yeah. And, and think about what, so what sort of, uh, how do you quantify the price you pay? for your, you know, in your soul for, yeah. for compromising yourself, knowing that you got coerced into taking something like, let's just say that, the, the, that you have no side effects from this shot ever, and you're totally fine. But just the idea that you allowed them to make you do something you didn't want to do that could have fucking killed you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you allowed these people to talk you in that you were so weak that you let them do it and then immediately felt bad about it. Like, how do you measure that? You know? Yeah. And so there, there are those people out there and I hope those people will kind of speak out, you know, yeah. and, and talk about how they're, how they're feeling because, because the media is trying to control this narrative about the, about the shots and about how you're supposed to feel about the shots. And, and if we allow them to do that, we're going to get, uh, we're going to, we're going to be living in a dystopian hellscape, you know, because they, they're, they're going to convince you, they're trying to turn this entire world into a bunch of hypochondriacs that are that that think that they're just going to die. And it's like it's like if you can get them to just understand that they did the same thing with terrorism and terrorists mm -hmm. that they're doing with the virus. And if you look at the sort of the fear tactics, it's kind of the same. And you think, well, did did you ever did terrorist ever get you? Probably I, not, I heard right? you on another podcast recently and you kind of went through like the, the history from, I think the year 2000 of all the things that, uh, all the fear that they've been peddling mm -hmm. every year. Yeah. Is it on the, yeah. yeah, I've got that for you. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what I did was <laughs> I went through and I, I found for the last 20 years since, um, since uh, the since 2000, right? I, I went through and I found all of the things that were the the boogeyman of the year, and sure. I just made a list of them. And I'll re I'll read them off right now, and you'll laugh, okay. and, and and you'll probably be like, "Oh, I forgot about that one." But if you go yep. back and look, type in the year and type in this this term, you'll find so many articles and trying to scare the <laughs> shit out of you. So the first one was the year for, for the year 2000. So it was Y2K, right? Mm. It was the lead up to that. Then in 2001, it was anthrax. In 2002, it was West Nile virus. In 2003, it was weapons of mass destruction. 2004, SARS. 2005, bird flu. 2006, E. coli. 2007, wildfires. 2008, financial crash. 2009, swine flu. 2010, earthquakes. 2011, Obamacare. 2012, Mayan calendar. 2013, North Korea. 
2014 was Ebola, 2015 was ISIS again, 2016 was Trump, 2017 was fake news, 2018 was illegal aliens, 2019 was measles, and 2020 was coronavirus. And that is um, because fear works. It works on a variety of levels. Even if it doesn't, even if you aren't, even if these fears, these anthrax, West Nile viruses turn out to be nothing, you consuming that fear from your media puts you in a different brainwave uh, pattern where you're you're taking this information in in a way that uh, that makes you it it just drops you into a, a low vibrational state where you're now afraid of everything and when you become afraid of of things you act differently so and you're more susceptible to programming at that point so so once they've got you scared of SARS and your brain waves drop so because you're terrified of SARS then it's like a Trojan horse to just implant all of the things that they want you to think and want you to feel. And they do that. And television is called television programming for a reason. Yeah. There's, there's technology backing this up, talking about it's like the best mind control device too. And I'm a huge hypocrite. I wrote, this is my new book, Hypocrisy, <laughs> about hypocrites. And I am a huge <laughs> hypocrite because I have a gigantic TV and I watch football on it all the time. And I watch awful, awful television like 90 Day Fiance. Oh man. I mean, Hey, you know, terrible. I'm not proud of it. I'm frankly, I'm ashamed of it, but it doesn't change the fact that I am, I am technically correct when I say that television is used to program people and we, we we all get it. You know, we're all, none of us are above that. We get it to a certain extent, but the difference is that we're, we've gotten to, you know, over the years is that we're now more aware of it. We recognize it when we see it. And that's, that's the difference between us and the normies out there. I'm not trying to say that we're necessarily better than the normies out there. It's just that when it comes to this stuff, we know what to look for. We know the terms to hear. We know that they use sound things like, you know, how Fox will run, you know, like this big ringing and everything neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. the types of words that they use, yeah. the phrases that they use, the repetitive nature of it. We, we know, like I can watch the news and see a much different presentation than, than the normal person that's not, not like either looking for it or trained to, to notice it. Mm-hmm. So, but once you notice it, like those like those pictures with all the dots that you have to yeah, like yeah, stare yeah. at and then you can see the elephant in there. Yeah, yeah. Once you notice it, you always notice it. Yeah, you know, you, you once you, it. once you see the, the magician's tricks on CNN, you, you all, you go, uh, it's, he's got a bird and it's up his, it's up his sleeve or in yeah. CNN's case, it's up his ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like David Icke talks about that, where it's like, you see the, the subliminal messaging, like in a Coke commercial where it's like a bottle of Coke with the ice cubes or something like that. And they're like, do you see yeah. it? And they're like, no, no, no. But then they point out, see, it says S E X in the ice cube right there. And it's <laughs> like, Oh shit. And then every time you look at that picture, that's the only thing you see, you know? And so until it gets right. pointed out to you until it starts to be reveal itself to you, then, then it becomes apparent. You start to see it everywhere. That's true. I remember my dad telling me when I was like a little kid, that in the grocery stores, they play subliminal messages that say, buy, 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 don't steal, mm. don't steal, don't steal. And I thought, <laughs> oh God, like, you know, as a kid, you don't know what to make of that. But, but now I, I understand. And so, so in, once you know that about what's going on with your television and what's going on with your news, 
it gives you a different perspective on things exactly. besides just knowing that the, the information's false. I now, I now view that as a, as a war against me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. They are conducting covert warfare against me. 100%. And, and, and I want to, you know, like acknowledge that that's now how I view that. So I have no problem writing a book and, and, and documenting all of the media's, well, not all of the media's lives, a, a huge amount yeah. of the media's lives. The hardest part of writing this book is, is deciding which of the media's lives you're <laughs> mm -hmm. going to put in and which ones you're going to leave out because you can't put them all in. And there's right so forever. many of them yeah. to go through. You're just like, which is my favorite? Which is the most <laughs> preposterous? What has Don Lemon said recently? Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> this, the, just the, the, the premise of the book is so suited to your type of humor. It's just so perfect. I mean, yeah. just like, it's just, it's awesome. And I just, well, I freaking love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely got, it's definitely got my, like, I, I, I had my, my mom read the book first and I said, describe, and, and I said, okay, give me your feedback, describe my tone. And she said, exhausted. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I, that's what it is. I, it's, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's living in this world and recognizing these cultural double standards where it's like, mm. you're, you're allowed to say one thing. Oh, but you're not allowed to say that thing. Or it's like, well, we used to call people retarded. Now I can't mm -hmm. say retarded. Now I'm the bad guy. I would never, <clears throat> I would never actually call an actual retarded person retarded <laughs> to their face. If I thought I, I wouldn't do it just in case that it accidentally offended them. But am mm -hmm. I going to say that about my buddy who said something stupid? Yeah, for sure. Now you're going to try and cancel me because of shut the fuck. I mean, yep, so, yep. so stuff like that is infuriating. Yeah. And, 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 and we live in it and we're trying to like walk this tightrope between not, you know, pissing off everybody, you know, everybody's opinion or everybody's tolerances have, have changed now. So now I'm, I'm afraid I can't, if I say this word that used to be fine to say five years ago, I say it now, now I'll get canceled by the social justice warriors and the woke mob. So, you know, I, I just, I think that like, I'm done pretending that this isn't insanity. I'm, I'm done pretending that I'm not seeing like crazy people elevated to really high status and being told to tell everybody that there's no such thing as genders or there's a, a hundred genders. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done pretending. I'm, I'm done taking those people seriously. And I'm not afraid to, to call them out for, for being the clowns that they are. And I'm not afraid to put a bunch of footnotes in there to document their yep. insanity on top of that, because I, you know, I found during, <clears throat> while I was writing it, I was like, dang, I gotta, I have to really like show my work here because some of the things that I'm talking about are so outlandish mm -hmm. that if I don't tie them back to an actual story, people think that I'm just trying to be funny or I'm just trying to be over the top or sarcastic or something, which of course I am all of those things mm -hmm. in the book, mm -hmm. but, but, but sometimes it's like, no, no, I, I'm not funny enough to make up this story. This story is a hundred percent real. And I, and, and I would never pretend to, to be clever enough to come up with this. This is why you've got to go to that footnote and go read the, the article on it. So, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my feeling right now is I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm done. I'm done pretending that these people are, are serious. Uh, we're in a huge, like in case we haven't noticed, we're in like a make it or break it time. 
Yeah, 100%. With regard 100%. to ma mandates or anything, I don't have time to argue about 53 yeah. genders with people. I just or, don't. or gender Concept. neutral toy aisles. Did you see that? <laughs> gender one? neutral toy aisles. <laughs> like, like this. it's it, but 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 think about that. <laughs> okay. Think about the 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 level of thought that goes into the, that that they decided that of all of the things going on in California, it's just major virtue signaling. It's all it is. This is the priority. <laughs> That this is what's important. Not the fact that five more Walgreens in San Francisco just closed up shop on, on, on top of the dozen other ones that, that they did because they were losing $1,000 a day in shoplifting. Wow. No, no. Let's focus on gender neutral toy mm -hmm. aisles at mm -hmm. Target. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. See, so this is, why, this is why politicians get, get guillotined. Yep. You know what I mean? Like oh, not totally. necessarily in this case, but like throughout time when they become so detached from reality that the people just go that you're, you're not helping us. You, you don't, you're so, you don't know what we want. You're, you're a grifter or whatever. And that I think is what's, what's, what's the Biden administration kind of wants to have happen is I yeah. think that they want to push all of our buttons and cause these supply chain failures and cause these um, inconveniences and cause this angst and everything to get us fighting. Yeah. Because when we fight, they know how to deal with that. But when we like plot against them or withdraw our attention or withdraw our money or, or stand up in unison and refuse to go to work or refuse to uh, fly an airplane, they don't know how to deal with that. They, they, they've proven they've lost in Afghanistan and they've lost in Vietnam because they've proven they don't know how to deal with guerrilla warfare. And what the people of America need to understand is that right now there's going to have to be a new form of like an economic guerrilla warfare yep, against, yeah, exactly. to, against the government to make the government remember who's, who's got the numbers here. And we're going to have to starve out some companies we're going to have to prop up some other ones yep. by showing them financial support and working with the people that are aligned with you ideologically. And, and I don't mean necessarily on everything, but I mean, like if you're trying to uh, mandate vaccine passports, it's automatic disqualification of my mm -hmm. Yeah, There's no negotiating with that. And, and when you start to see your side stand up and then get a little progress, it's contagious. Yeah. You know, and we need that right now. We need to remind everybody. So it's like, I, I have fun in the book, making fun of the woke people and, and they certainly do deserve it. Mm -hmm. But I also am simultaneously annoyed that I even have to waste any of my time dealing with them while we're in the middle of what I would consider to be a massive emergency and most definitely the hill, the proverbial hill to die on. And that is vaccine mandates. They Absolutely. just, it just 100%. cannot happen under yeah. any circumstances yeah. or we will, it will be remember the days when we <laughs> yeah. had freedom and Absolutely. now we're, we're fucking slaves. I mean, yep. it is that drastic and I'm not trying to be like, like fear monger or anything no. like that. I'm just seeing that it is the way these people are going. They will go until somebody stops them and, and exactly we can, it. We can do it. And you guys are showing, I mean, like, mm -hmm. like when I see your videos on telegram, you know, when you put them in there, you guys bullhorning people yeah. like that gives me so much joy. 
That is like such a contagious thing. And then do for a good bullhorn and Ed. <laughs> I gotta get on that. This guy was born for the horn, man. Born for the horn. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I, I do think though, like this is, I mean, it's totally fucking ridiculous. I mean, that's why we started our clown town is just because we can just t- talk shit about it and just laugh at it and just and like it's premium. It's, so we can go hard. Yeah. It is so obvious don't, once don't. you've seen this shit for a while. And once you see like Gavin Newsom come the next thing he says or Trudeau or any of these fucking clowns, yeah. right. It's ridiculous. But at the same time, the other side of this, how serious it is what I look at and uh, what where I try to put most of my energy into is that this is the opportunity for us to create a new and better world at the mm-hmm. same time though. Right. Cause, yeah. cause yeah. like, as this shit is imploding and not working, uh, the people who create the, you know, the, the new grocery store that only serves organic food and accepts anyone regardless of vaccine status, you know, is going to be the place that people are going to want to go to in the long run. Right. Mm-hmm. As Absolutely. opposed to, you know, so like there's, there's all this opportunity for us to be, and we don't need to, to fight on their terms, just cut your dependence on what they're offering. Cause what they're offering is enslavement and, and we don't want it. Right. So, so build, build our own better. Yep. Build yeah. our own better. Uh, I want to yeah. read here. This yeah. kind of goes along with, uh, this is like the quote. This is like one of my new favorite quotes, Charlie. I think it's an original Charlie quote right here. It's on page 213 of the book. It says war is when the government tells the people who the enemy is. Revolution is when the people figure out who the enemy is themselves. Yeah. That's so good. I was like, that's it right there. That's it. I, I don't I don't know that I came up with that on my own. Oh, totally. okay. Well, there I you go. I, I, I mean, feel like I idea. had to have seen that somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was inspired. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's, we're going to credit you. Yeah, we're going to give well, you the thank credit. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did start writing the book in 2019. So parts of it, I, it, I are a little, I was writing it while I was writing Controlled Demolition with Jeff. Okay. But when Jeff was doing his parts, I was writing this this book. Nice. I was writing the majority of this. But so, like, I mean, we, we are, I want to get back to what you said about opportunities yep. because this is this is all about perspective here. So it's going to be crazy and chaotic and nuts, but in that is where there's massive opportunities for people. And the people that are like watching or listening to your shows and my show, we're we're already at least having the mindset of of what the future could look like and, and how dif- difficult it, it could be and where the opportunities could be and where fiat currency might be and yeah. where cryptocurrencies could be and gold and silver and these things and planning ahead and decentralization and all these concepts that people are going to start to figure out, they're going to be well behind us. Yeah. So if you're an ambitious person and you know about these things, you can make them happen. Uh, you can build a parallel Society. society. Like when yeah. I go to Anarchapulco and 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 I've gone a couple a couple times. Um, it's and it's it's Jeff Berwick's uh, uh, anarchy largest anarchy convention in the world in Acapulco. We want to go so bad. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it happens in February. It's it's really cool. It's it's a it's a great place to go. But every time I go, he's got. Um, you know, there's like the anarchist component to it. There's the crypto component to it, and then there's uh, health and wellness. And that includes like homeschooling, unschooling, uh, naturopathic medicine, things like that. And these people are, when you go to that uh, event and you hang out there for a couple of days, you f- will f- leave feeling so inspired. In fact, a lot of people don't leave. A lot of people stay. There's a, there's like a huge community in Acapulco. And there's also others that are geographically kind of similar in in Mexico, not too far away that people have started 
uh, been taking up. And I partnered with, um, well, not partnered necessarily, but I, I had the guys on my on my show who are doing uh, ECI development. They're building they're building communities in Belize and Costa Rica. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and Panama and Nicaragua. And um, I met them at an Arcapulco because they had a booth set up there, and I was talking to them because I have a I had um, a piece of property in Belize. So we were talking about that, and um, he. He, he would, exp I saw him two years in a row. So we got, became friends and I had him on macroaggressions and he explained how like, they're just building out these communities. And since they started accepting crypto before any other developer in the world, uh, they started getting all these crypto guys buying their stuff. Mm. And so they've got like these tiny home projects. They've got these other projects that are like, just, they bought like a mile and a half of coastline in Nicaragua um, and start building and that now they've just got a new one they announced in El Salvador at the Bitcoin beach uh, because El Salvador has agreed to take Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so they've, they've got a development that's going on there. And I'm like, this is it. it cause, cause, and I was emailing with him and I said, you got to have a, um, um, oh, I'd watched some documentary and it was like this really great, like desalination plant, the way they had it set up. And I was like, Hey, have you seen one of these? And I sent it over to him. I said, I thought, I feel like this would be a good, Oh, it was a hydroponic pl uh, plant. That's what it was sure. where you could grow all kinds of crazy food in this really reasonably sized place. And I was like, Hey, this would be great in El Salvador. I sent it to him. He's like, we're already looking at it. Mm. And I was like, okay, so, so what you're going to find in this new world is you're going to find pockets of places with people that think like you think. Yeah. And, and it might be New Hampshire because you know about the New Hampshire free state project and, mm. and, and, and that may be a cool place. It might be um, some of these communities that these guys are building. Now they'll sell to anybody, but it just turns out that they're advertising and being, having a presence yeah. at these freedom related um, events because they, that's how they feel. Yeah. And so they want people that, feel the way about the world that like they feel. And yes, they're real estate developers and yes, they're trying to make money from it. Um, but they're going to sell those things anyway. I know I sold new homes for 10 mm -hmm. years. I, mm -hmm. I, I work and I still work in real estate. I've been in real estate for 20 years. So I, I know, I know how it goes. You can sell those to anybody. Those, they're not going to have a problem selling them. They don't have a problem selling them. Yeah. They it's now it's about, we want to sell them to the right people. Yeah. You know, mm. and then it's like, oh, okay, nice. Oh, and by the way, you can qualify for citizenship. So if you're in a bad situation, like maybe now you, you, you buy a little place or you buy a little plot of teak that they sell as well. And now you qualify for citizenship. So that's another component to their business. It's like, we, unfortunately, we have to start thinking about this yeah, stuff. We have to certainly. start thinking like this. We have to start planting additional flags. And it's like, I wish we didn't, mm -hmm. but, but you don't want to be the, the, the people that can't get out of Germany. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, totally. 100%. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I always use the example too, like our, our, uh, we've had on Kevin Jenkins, who's like mm -hmm. a big in the medical freedom uh, movement going across the country, speaking a lot of events, but he started Freedom Airways and they're building an, an airline system. Like they're trying to use the existing planes and stuff, but where you can't, they can't require a mask, where they can't require a, a vaccine nice. passport, you know? So there's people that like, that know how to build things that are working around it. And like in the long run is, this is, I think, 
in the long, long run, like that's, that will be successful. Right. Like, it's like, like maybe people have to go through it getting shitty to realize how the parallel society is much better, but, you know, at least for us in the short term, you know, to have things to, to, grab onto and, and places to go to kind of wait this thing out in some ways, right? Like in some yeah. ways we just kind of have to see what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I, I'm not all about uh, going and fighting the government. I'm mm, more about no. cutting my dependence on the government. I think that's yeah. what they're counting on. They're counting on us. I mean, and I think they're surprised that we haven't thus far, you know, like yeah. actually gotten violent with them or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and in and fact, don't. to the point where they're going to probably instigate something under some yeah. crazy new false yeah. flag yeah. or something totally. scenario. I mean, they, the stage is set perfectly. We talk about it all the time, but like the stage is set perfectly for some horrible false flag that they can blame all the anti-vaxxers, Trumpers, all that. And one big fail swoop, and then just yeah. kick off the next stage of this. Program. Tied into the climate yeah. somehow. Oh yeah. Tied into the climate know. somehow. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, they always try to kill two birds uh, with stone. Yeah. We, we have like stone. a new award show feature of the show where we were like, if there's a headline with like three or more agendas in one, and it's like, we can have a whole thing with it. Like the, what was the, what was the one? Okay. So the new DC comic is Superman is now in a bisexual relationship with a man while he's fighting climate change and uh, uh refu- refugees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you win the you win the award for the week. I'm out. <laughs> the episode of macroaggressions that's out right now is titled "Everything Is Stupid." Yeah. Just listen to it. Yeah, I'll check it out. And it's like that. It's it, like it totally it's is. Like, it's I actually am grateful for the DC comic gay Superman <laughs> yeah. or bisexual Superman or whatever because it it it's. It just kind of like is one more thing that you can tell people, you can point to, you can say, see, yeah, these people are not to be taken seriously. <laughs> these people totally. are clowns. This yeah. this whole woke agenda thing is is cultural subversion. It's it's part of a much bigger picture of trying to destabilize thing. I put I put something in the in the new book about how they have changed the rules at, at the house of representatives starting this year where there are certain words that are off limits. Mm, I, like you can't talk about you mother you can't say mother father brother sister husband wife uncle stepbrother stepsister grandfather grandmother all, all every term that you use to describe the family you are not allowed to say in the you house can't of just make this shit up it's it's so crazy yeah like- and so so like right there you go you go, that's the first reaction is this is so stupid and everything. And then the second is, hang on a second. Yeah. There's a more devious component to this. Yeah. And this is that they're trying to erase ways for you to describe the family. Mm-hmm. If you can't refer to somebody as your brother or sisters, if there's no word to describe them, then they become lesser. That relationship mm-hmm can't be defined it's it's newspeak it's it's mm-hmm. orwell it's mm-hmm. the yeah, removal totally. of words it's the changing it's it's the removal you remove the concept of family by removing all the words that you use to describe a family yeah that's deep that's yeah. hardcore yeah. cultural subversion right there and that's happening right now in house of representatives that law went into effect weeks ago wow. so like you have to ask yourself that's a that's a priority again mm-hmm. again all the things that we can be doing banning these words that's what you chose to spend the last i don't know let's four hours crafting this documentation like what are we doing yeah 
I don't know. You know well, unfortunately, we all see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We're screaming at the top of our lungs, you know, but I, like I said, I think people are waking up. I think people are, are, are waking up more and more and more, but I also think the divide is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, I think it's just yeah. too, maybe yeah. too far at some points, but I don't know. I still have hope and uh, we're just going to keep trudging along here, man. Wow. Charlie, man, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, another one thing I was going to say, it was so funny. So right before we started recording, Ed was like, do you hear, do you hear uh, Charlie's new podcast? And I was like, no, he's like, it's the one that he does with those other guys. I'm like, yeah, I know about the union of the unwanted. You know, I mean, I know about that. <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, no. It's like this other one. So and I'm like, I just found out like an hour ago that you do another podcast. So Charlie, tell us where we can find all your stuff. Yeah, that, that one's called Day Zero. Nice. I do that one with Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News, Corey Hughes, uh, the, and, and a guy named X cube 420 great dude from North Carolina cracks nice. me up, but Corey and Chris and I live not too far from one another. I go over cool. to their, their apartment from time to time. So, uh, so I know those guys really well, and we just had done so many shows together. We wound up doing this, this show with X cube 420 and then we did it the following week at the same time. And then we did it again. And then we did it again. And now we're like nine episodes in and uh, we're having a lot of fun. But that one is, that one's hardcore. That okay. one's like oh, yeah. court, like the, the, the things that Corey says, like, like I just, I sometimes I'm just like, Ooh, he's going to get it. You know, <laughs> he just goes awesome. off. Okay. So, yeah. so there's no filter. If you want to like a hardcore show where there's like no filter. Yeah. A zero would be that. Um, and of course, macroaggressions is yes, available yes, wherever podcasts are served in Union of the Unwanted, yes. which you guys are always, you guys are always there. We love it. We're so grateful and to have so you grateful guys to, man. Definitely. To, uh, to, to have that, that really, I think, interesting, fun, wacky platform to get a bunch of uh, people together and, and, and try and figure some things out. And, and it's Absolutely. been, it's been a blast and it was, it was one of those things that was accidentally started, you know, like mm -hmm. the four of us, we just didn't, we, we just did a show and Mike said, we're like the union of the unwanted. And mm -hmm. we were like, oh man, if I was in a band, that'd be the name of the band, you know? <laughs> and, and then we just said, well, let's do it again. You know? So, so that, that's, that's the podcast angle. And of course the books are, are out too. And I, um, I, I appreciate all the support from you guys personally that you guys show over over the years. It means a lot to me. I appreciate the support of of our audiences uh, because I really enjoy what I'm doing and I like to keep doing it. Yeah, so. and and it's just such a, an amazing thing you're doing for the world, man. Let's get yeah, this one to number definitely. one too, guys. Hypocrisy. Get it on now. You go to the octopusglobalcontrol.com. Probably get links, right? Is that what it yep. is? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Cool. Charlie, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much always, cool. Charlie. Thank you, guys. It's good awesome. to see you again. You too. Yeah, sure. Talk to you soon. Have a great night. Peace. Dude, it's so weird without Megan. It is weird without <laughs> Megan. I, I feel like I, I maybe it's I'm used to talking to Charlie with Megan. Also, I know, you maybe, know, maybe, like yeah, and yeah, I yeah. feel like she just yeah. adds like this other yeah. layer to the uh, to the conversation. Sh but shout out to Megan. So shout you guys, out to Megan. Me Megan's got her back's killing her yeah. tonight. Like it's hard. We got these stupid chairs. Well, not stupid. Sorry to insult your chairs. No, Ed, they're stupid. I they're hate these, them. These hard wooden chairs, and it's like I don't, I don't blame her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, her, she doesn't have internet at her house. Can't zoom in. It's like, well, she has internet. She doesn't like live in, in, in 
she has, squalor, she has but terrible internet. Terrible internet is, is the problem. But uh, <laughs> which is yeah. So but, anyways, anyways but, but I mean, uh, shout out to Megan. Shout She's out to get Megan. Better. She's yep, gonna be back. She soon, will be guys. back. But um, yeah, Charlie is just one of my favorite people in our community. Yeah, and and has been on Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah. He Earth. Charlie is just amazing and just and this this book. I mean, this is like. It's like a long clown town, right? Yes. Like in, in a lot of ways. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, uh, but it's all very sourced and it's, it's just information, you know, um, you know, uh, he would probably tell you to not bring it up to Thanksgiving dinner table, but at the same yeah. time, you know, you might want to have that ammo. Do it. Right. Do it. Bring it. Yeah. He's got all the citations and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I did legitimately finish it. You guys, I wasn't yeah. blowing smoke, but you know, I, I, I probably should specify. I think I talked about it on clown town, but I listened to the, the PDF version on audiobook. So I did finish it. I didn't finish reading it. Maybe I was being a little deceptive. There, I, I don't think that's deceptive. I think if you, if you, you took consume, in the book, you the consume book. the book. I took I, notes. I, I took mad notes. I don't, like, uh, I learned so much. Yeah. One of my favorite, I don't want to like, cause guys, there's so much in the book. I'm not going to give away all the, the little secrets, but there's so much, like I have so many notes here to talk to Charlie about and so many great little nuggets of information that you guys can take and run with that, that just, I learned about like one of the coolest. Okay. So here's a great one. Is that did, you guys know that the IRS and their like manual, like their book, literally has like a protocol on how to continue to collect taxes after a nuclear attack. So after the United States has been decimated by a nuclear attack, the IRS has protocols on how to still collect taxes from its citizens. So they have to maintain being the government. We have to maintain I, yeah, government. I think at that point, if we've been nuked, like maybe we should rethink this whole government thing. First yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like well, maybe, I think, <laughs> I think that we need to rethink the whole government thing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway yep, but. yep, yep. Uh, look into Iceland, what they did in Iceland in 2009. That's a great one that you'll find in the book. Um, and then the other one that I really found interesting was that look at the timing, look at the timing between operation paperclip when operation paperclip happened and the Roswell incident. What? Hmm. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah, I had never, uh, I didn't make that connection. I was like, ooh, 1947 was Roswell. Let's see. Operation Paperclip. Okay. All right. Now it's starting to make more sense. You guys can get all that and more in his book, Hypocrisy. So you guys can order it on Amazon. Or like you said, if you go to the octopusofglobalcontrol.com, give him a donation, and he'll send you the PDF version. You can listen to it on a little PDF reader like I did. So anyway. Yeah, man. So, uh, please, please do support Charlie. Yeah, let's get his um, book to number yeah, one again. Let's guys. do that. It's a great. Sure. It's a freaking awesome book, dude. I got, I'm not just saying that. It's great. And and like you know, you guys know Charlie's humor. I mean, those of you that listen to Macroaggressions, you know, you get a really good taste of what his humor is, and he's hysterical. It just jumps out on the pages of the book. Like I can't, I can't give it a high enough rating. It's just freaking hysterical. Like yeah. you can tell, you can see, you can hear Charlie as he's like as the words are coming out. It's great. So. Anything else, Ed? No, I'm All just right. you know uh, always a good conversation. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, I guess I guess we're ready for. How do we wrap it up without oh, Megan gosh. again? I don't know, man. Um, we would like prosperity. to wish you all intellectual prosperity. Good night. Pew, 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 pew. Ding. Ding.